Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com. Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. The one and only program designed for Arizona homeowners exclusively. Whether you're a pioneer, a homesteader, or brand new to Arizona, we are here for you to answer any question you have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. And we do that by you dialing in one 767 4348. We are a call in question and answer talk show about your favorite topic, you and your house. Give us a ring, 1-888-767-4348. We're here to give you any and all the information you're looking for from the bottom of your foundations to the top of your rooftop. We'll answer any question you have. Put our 50 years of home building and remodeling experience in Arizona to work for you. We've got some special guests in this morning, but I did want to give everybody a real estate update for the great state of Arizona. Pinal County has the fastest growth rate in Arizona. Pinal County, the land in between, <laughs> right? Uh, even even the mayor of the town calls it a one-time sleepy town. <laughs> but boy, it is the fastest growing town. And Maricopa County has been the fastest, which just north of Pinal County, Maricopa County has been the fastest growing county in the country for the last two years. Now, somehow, some way, we got beat out by the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the last few months. And I have no idea how that works. I, I'm sorry, I see no redeeming characteristic of North Texas. <laughs> just, it just, it doesn't work with me. Dallas-Fort Worth area just does not work for me. So, in the in the mode of newcomers coming to Arizona, and we've been at a record growth pace for years now. We wanted to bring some folks in, some experts on the topic of financing those home purchases. So we have brought in Rosie Certified Partners from Team Try, uh, Ryan and Tamara Jacobus. Welcome, y'all. Good morning. Let's talk a little Thank bit you. about um, how does how does a small mom and pop mortgage company get a name like Try Team? Team Try. Well, what's the story on that? Her name's Tamara. I'm Ryan. So we just put it together, T-R-Y, for try. Got it. For Team Try, and we're a husband-wife team, you know. Uh, been in the mortgage business helping people for a little while here in Arizona, and we help people with traditional purchases, refis, but we found a special niche that we absolutely love in renovation loans and just trying to get the word out there and, and just being ear for people to, you know, call, ask questions, and try to put them in the best position possible. Well, Ryan, how do you, what, what led you into the mortgage industry, the world of finance? What, what's the story? What, how did y'all get into that? I mean, I was born with it. No. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> she, uh, Tamara actually got me into it. I'll kind of let her explain, but okay. she, she pulled me into it. So. All right, Miss Tamara? Well, technically, he pulled me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so Ryan used to train uh, – Fitness. fitness yeah and he had a client in the mortgage industry and they were hiring in in 
I was, we were planning to uh, get married and ha have kids and wanted an easier schedule. And so we were like, okay, we'll give it a shot. And here we ended up in, in financing and mortgage financing. And I absolutely loved it. And I'm a very detailed uh, kind of person and very organized and, and learned very quickly that I was really good at it and sort of worked my way up and found my way over to Fairway. And I've been there ever since. So. The industry needs the detail-orientated folks like you because I'm going to confess, rather than be a mortgage officer or a title officer, I'd rather get strapped to a concrete floor and beat with chains. <laughs> I would go nuts trying to track the amount of detail in one transaction. Yeah. It, it's, it's an un... You almost can't count the number of details that have to be tended to every single transaction sure you have to be very focused that's for sure yeah Man. and every transaction changes too so it's like multiple going back and redoing it and redoing it because there's lots of questions and you have to for her she's the one that's in the loan so yeah, she's every loan uh, guidelines they're different and they're always changing so you always have to be able and willing to research and find updated information too and i'm the one that's always got my nose in the guidelines so yeah i don't mind it God, God, like I say, <laughs> God bless you. The, the, the industry needs people just like you. It, uh, thank you for being there for us. Uh, and y'all have joined the, the Rosie Certified Network of Partners here. I want to say that's, what, a year ago, a year and a half ago? Yeah, so, well, we should be well, coming up on a, on a year. Well, yeah. Welcome to the partnership. We yeah. appreciate and we appreciate the feedback we're getting from the folks we're sending your way, the way you're taking good care of them. Thanks for that. Uh, rates of going up. Do mortgage people just uh, take long vacations right now and y'all just go away because nothing's happening? Actually, what, they say the, in our the, business, if you uh, want to get busy, go on vacation. Yeah. And every time, <laughs> it'll happen. I mean, even with rates going up, we're setting records of, of people coming to Arizona. It's not going to stop. It's not yeah, going to stop. I mean, the population is still growing. Everyone's always going to need to buy a home. So we're not going anywhere, that's for sure. And we, we've seen rates crank up a bit since last summer. I think it was last summer, about last August, September, that we started seeing them creep up. We've had a record number of price increases. Uh, but I think people can kind of get hung up on that. Um, maybe that's just because I'm old and I remember 18% mortgage rates. <laughs> but you've, you've still got the appreciation and the, the asset. And, but... Uh, I can't see ever paying rent. Yeah. Absolutely. Ever. You're just paying someone else's mortgage. A hundred percent. Yeah, and we always tell people, you know, rate is just a small, like, detail in, a, in when you're getting a mortgage, right? You know, because there's so many different mortgage programs, and, you know, we look at payment, and, like, what are your goals? You know what I mean? And in the day and age of somebody staying in their home for 30 years, it doesn't happen anymore. So it's like, well... You know, are you a new family? And then is your family growing? And then, like, you're probably going to add on with a renovation loan or go get a bigger house. Or then you hit an age where you downsize, you know? So it's forever changing and using your mortgage as a tool, I think, and, and just being comfortable with the payment and us helping you get there is huge. It's all a matter of perspective, right? Like you were saying 18%, and here we are between 7 and 8%, and, and maybe people who are buying homes for the first time, that feels like a really big number. But our parents and our grandparents were in a much different position when they were first buying their homes. And so that, that comparison can kind of 
kill your joy when it comes to wanting to buy a home and it's just not it's not fair there's all different types of creative options and solutions that we have to get someone into a home for it to make sense for them and for them to feel comfortable with it oh Tamara, before you were born i remember a day falling on my knees praying in thanksgiving that we closed a house for 11 and a half percent i thought man it's never gonna get this low again yeah <laughs> Well, it's all perspective, too, because we remember we had clients when rates were in the twos, when it was like, where, you know, you quote them like a 2.9, they're like, that's way too high. We were waiting for it to go down. So it's all perspective, right? And those, some of those people waited. Yeah. And, and here they, they are kicking themselves, wishing, you know, sat on the fence and waited too long and missed the opportunity. And so, you know, we, we definitely are big advocates for buying when you're comfortable and you're in a good position to do so. Now is always the best time. Buying a home is the safest investment you'll ever make. I want to talk about the newcomers that are coming in, but I want to talk first about that first-time home buyer. Uh, when Jennifer and I bought our first home, we, we had to sign a document swearing that our parents were not loaning us the money for the down payment, that in fact we saved the money for the down payment. Let's talk a little bit about what does it take for that first person to move into that first mortgage? What should they be thinking of now? What what are y'all going to be looking at? What's the funding company going to be looking at? Yeah, so I think there's still a common misconception that you have to have a really sizable down payment to buy a home right now, and that's just not the case. I mean, we've we've got conventional FHA, VA, USDA, we've got down payment assistance programs. Uh, conventional first-time home buyers offer uh, uh, home programs offer as little as three percent down. FHA still three and a half. Um, so you know that twenty percent down payment just to. I mean, of course, for some people, it's it's still. It's still that scenario. It still makes sense, but it, it's not for everybody. And we have lower down payment options, including down payment assistance through the state of Arizona. So, I mean, really, it starts with the conversation, right, and knowing where someone is at financially and what they're comfortable with. What does their savings look like? You mentioned uh, family gifting. I mean, that that is allowed, it, and we it's a little different now, right? Like we have a right. gift right. affidavit that somebody would sign confirming that if their parents are giving them money, there's no expectation of repayment. So it truly has to be a, as a gift. So there's certain things like that, but um, certainly there's different options for down payments. It doesn't have to be um, solely just savings, you know, your own savings anymore. It can be a gift. It can be uh, a, a loan from your 401k. We've had people sell personal property like trailers. There's all sorts of things that, that we can look at. And you mentioned it starts with a conversation. If someone wanted to talk to y'all, what number would they call? 602-899-9828. One more time, real slow. 602-899-9828. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture for your house, maybe an ice chester field or an ottoman. And if I had a Joined in studio at Team Try. And you had mentioned the niche, and that's really the reason we brought y'all in today is we want to talk about this renovation loan because most people listening to the program are already in their home, have been for a while, or maybe they're looking to move. You had mentioned that people, you know, you don't see the people in their homes for 30 years much anymore, but uh, maybe they are, and it's time to upgrade, 
or maybe you're moving into a home that's the, over 30, it hasn't been upgraded in 30 years or, or maintained. Uh, a, a renovation loan, and how is that? Uh, let's just start with that. Define a re- renovation loan. Yeah, I mean, renovation loan is essentially a loan where you figure out what upgrades you want to do, um, get a bid, find out what the cost is, and you wrap it into your first mortgage so that it's one payment. We're going off of what the house is going to be worth, not what it's worth now. And I think for for us, what really got us into renovation loans is, you know, we were first-time home buyers, right? Back in 2012, newly married, looking for houses, and rates were low. People were still outbidding us, you know, like going into homes, and we found a home that perfect location, right? Amazing location, great backyard, but you went inside and you're like, ooh, ah, <laughs> And I think it was a rental at the time. Um, they and painted everything black. Yeah. Nice. And, and lavender nice. with, like, gold accents. And Purple walls. The carpet was... There was cats. A lot so, of lava lamps. No, and the, no, yeah. no, no wonder it was available. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember we were sitting at the top of the stairs, and I was like, you know, I could, I could, I could fix this if we needed to. You know, I, I know enough. And and uh, I remember asking the realtor and the lenders at the time, like, is there anything out there that's this? And they, they said no, like just no. Like, and this was before, you know, we got in the mortgage industry. And so we just bought 3.5% down and started, you know, do a room at a time, the flooring, the paint, like at a time. And then, you know, seven years later, we're going to move out. And that's when we finally had somebody come in and redo everything. And then you're like, oh, this is amazing. Why didn't we do this from the beginning? And knowing that there's an option out there, you know, finding out, like, this is so cool. People need to know about it. And for us, like, yeah, it's a little bit more work on our side. There's contractors involved, stuff like that. But when you know that you can go buy a house and finance the cost of upgrading right into it, you don't have to wait and do it yourself. I mean, it's such a cool product. Or, yeah, you're in the house and you want to add on or it's just time, new roof, AC, whatever it might be. Let's talk about it. You and know? this is different. It's not – you had said earlier this is going – into one mortgage. This isn't a second mortgage. This isn't pulling out of your equity or using a home line of credit. This is completely different. It's a renovation loan based on the value the home will be after the renovation is complete. Exactly. Yep. And we offer it in a purchase and in a refinance. So if somebody's in their home currently and they want to add a pool or you know add square footage, put a new flooring, new paint, uh, we can do it as a refinance as well. Let me ask you how that works. So I've got a home, hypothetically, or someone has a home that's worth $300,000. And they've been in it 15 years, so they've probably got a fairly good equity base. They bought it down there just past the housing bubble, and they've seen it appreciate 50%, 60%. And um, the missus wants a new kitchen. So the home's worth three, three fifty. We go to a kitchen designer, and we determine that, well, the new kitchen's going to be about fifty five. So then y'all appraise the home as if the kitchen was already done? That's correct, yeah. And then you loan a, a note off that. Now, is the homeowner that at that point bound to do a kitchen remodel or can they take the money and do anything they want? You, you appraise it off an assumed completed project. So is it like a construction loan? 
That's a great question. So the renovation loan is a little bit more structured. And yes, they would be bound to doing those specific upgrades. So we have a whole renovation department that handles that. The the contractor approval, the bid approval, all of that has to be pre-approved. And, and actually, that's what the appraisal is based off of. So if they're doing that kitchen remodel, that appraiser is going to pull comps of similar houses that have those types of upgrades. So anything that changes would affect the appraised value. And that happens before we close on the loan. So the one of the very first things that we do when we start these loans is order the appraisal after the client gets the bid, of course. And the appraiser goes out to the property, looks at the house and says, okay, this is what it is right now, but it's subject to a new pool, a new kitchen, new flooring, new landscape. And this is what it's going to be worth. And hey, look at all the comps in the neighborhood that recently closed with similar upgrades. That's how they base the appraisal. And that's what we use for financing. And when we're talking the appraisal from the contractor, I mean, and I, I know Rosie can speak to this. That's not something you just go down the street and get. I mean, this this is a process. By the time somebody's coming to you, they've probably already been working with a contractor for a, a kitchen remodel for at least six weeks, eight oh. weeks, <laughs> three months. <laughs> it just it just depends, you right. know. Um, but I but but on housing values, and you mentioned no one stays in their house. Uh, Something happened to Jennifer and I just this past week that we were told, and, and you always hear, you know, what the neighbors are doing and all of that. Someone, someone let Jennifer know what they thought our house was worth, and we've been in the house almost 40 years. Uh, I haven't seen her eyes sparkle like that since I said <laughs> I do up on the altar. I mean, she like just lit up like, whoa. So um, it's. It, it's been a good ride for homeowners the last 15 years. Uh, another reason not to get hung up on rates, because that ride isn't going to end. It, it, it could have some dips and sweeps in it, but the ride isn't going to end. Sure. So Absolutely. It's definitely a different market. You know, we, we get clients that are all scared of the crash and all that happening again, uh, 08 and 09. And it, it's not the same. You know, back then they had very risky lending practices. There was all sorts of stuff that people got away with. It was just nuts, right? We, it's not like that anymore. We are still very bound to strict guidelines and regulations. And we, so, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a different market right now. And <laughs> we can do a lot, but we can't stop the clock. That music indicates we're going to bottom of the hour. So this will give you a chance to think about how you're going to answer this. Because what I was asking about the working with a contractor for this extended period of time, how do you make sure you don't get an estimate from your contractor that's three times the value of the home as is, that you're probably not even going to qualify for renovation loans. Working with that contractor and the lender together through this process. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I keep so I guess a, a better way to phrase that question, Tamara, is you know, just setting realistic expectations so a homeowner doesn't uh, spend all this time working with a contractor and they end up putting together their dream kitchen that's a $3 million kitchen that they're trying to get a renovation loan on a house that, you know, you, you would list for 500000 <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I mean, if somebody comes to us with a bid already, I think we've been doing this long enough that we can look through it and kind of be like, okay, you know, you might you might want to, you know, talk to your contractor again. And then we're having conversations with the contractor as well, right? Like, and if we get to a point where we're running numbers, 
you know, we can kind of say, you know, that's too much. That's not going to work. Or, you know, from what we've seen, this house won't appraise for that. And, you know, contractors have to be very transparent um, with their bids, which is huge, you know. And we tell people if for us you have to have labor and material split because, you know, the appraiser has to go out there and see what material, you know, like carpet. If you're replacing carpet for carpet, you know, it's not going to add really value. But tile, luxury vinyl planks is going to add value, right? So the appraiser needs to see that. And if a contractor isn't willing to do that, you know, we usually tell them you should probably, you know, go talk to another contractor, you know, that isn't willing to be transparent with you. But, you know, it's it's all with equity, you know, what are their goals, what are they put it in? And, you know, we kind of walk through that process with the contractor and the homeowner so that we know that, you know, nobody's kind of getting ripped off or paying too much and, you know, if things need to change, they need to change. So, And if I'm trying to start this, is it better to call you guys first and say, I need to do these improvements, I want to do this kind of renovation? Can you give me a ballpark of what I should be looking for when I'm putting an estimate together for the contractor? I'm just trying to decide the best path for the homeowner. Do they, they talk to a contractor first and get an estimate and then, oh, let's go figure this out? Or do you talk to uh, the lender first and say, here's what it could realistically in your neighborhood, your home, your size – you know, here, here's what area ballpark of a renovation you should be looking to get this done. Yeah, I mean, ideally, if they talk to us first, that helps a lot because they might not even know where to start as far as budget or if they even qualify, you know, so so that can definitely help. But we've, we've definitely had people come to us that already have a bid in hand, and that works too. I, I guess it just depends on each person's journey and where they're at. And... When we're talking about where you're at or, you know, you guys ended up staying in your home, it sounded like, after uh, the, you got rid of the black walls and the shaggy carpet. <laughs> if if somebody's looking to stay in, in place, you know, when we're talking a, a kitchen remodel or a room addition or, you know, adjusting to lifestyle or, you know, who may be living at the home at the time. But another aspect that this is beneficial is, you can use it for one-offs. You know, there are some pretty big ticket items. You know, when we're talking renovation and remodeling, we're thinking, you know, kitchen, bath, kind of room additions. But, I mean, a, a complete roof ripoff and repair, especially if there's uh, mechanical equipment on the roof or there's solar up there. You know, these expenses can add up. I could do a renovation loan specifically if I'm just trying to replace the – or get a new roof. Yeah, I mean, it's. We like to tell people if if you think about it, it can probably be done. You know what I mean? So, uh, roof. I mean, this time of year, we're always telling people, you know, HVAC, AC, uh, windows, doors. You know, things that are going to make your your home uh, more efficient. Uh, pools is huge, right? Like you get someone moving from out of state, and they're like, "I like this house," and then they're here for the summer. Like, oh man, I wish I had a pool. <laughs> you know, like that's that's something to think about. Uh, even with all the new builds that are out there, right? Like they don't come with landscaping and pools, so it does you can be creative with it. But yeah, if you're in a home and it's been a while, there's homes that you might not even know that it needs new electrical throughout the whole thing to be up to code. And that's sometimes something. that comes up during the home inspection 
period. You know, maybe they think they're walking into a house that's turnkey and, and learn that it needs new AC and a new roof or something very expensive that they don't have the cash for or the lender is requiring in order to close. I mean, we've had cases where we've turned the loans, a traditional loan, into a renovation loan to allow us to wrap that cost in and still close. So one of the... the uh, different things with a renovation loan is that we can close with subject to repairs. You can't do that with a regular loan. So as long as we know that it's subject to being completed after the loan closes and we have it tied into the renovation loan, we can still close on the home. That's pretty, very interesting. There's definitely a lot of uh, application for this. And when we're just a kind of complete the trail. If we're looking at it for one specific element, I've been in the home a long time, it needs a new roof and I'm trying to get that done. What would be the benefit of doing this versus doing finance options specifically for the roof? Because a lot of contractors will work with people that'll do finance options, but you're going through a, you know another third party. So then when it's done, you've got your regular home mortgage, but then you're paying uh, you know, your, 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 your financed new roof as, as a separate payment. Yeah, I think I think first is like look at the numbers, right? You know, Tamara's very detail oriented, so if they see like they get a bid from a roofer, if they use that third party, and then you know we're looking into you know what the home's worth and all the numbers for that too, we can crunch and say, well, you know that's over a ten-year term at this interest rate. Ours is over thirty-year term at a lower interest rate. Does that make sense? You know, and that way it's there for the people to see. I mean, are there other upgrades that they're wanting to do? You know, other this that a renovation loan might open the door for some more things. Um, we also have refinance that are cash out options. You know, do people need to consolidate debt, and can we maybe look at a traditional cash out versus a renovation loan? We would definitely look at all the options in each person's individual situation to make sure that we give them the best advice possible. And if that means not right now, then we'll, you know, we're those people. We're not going to push somebody into something that doesn't feel comfortable or isn't right. Okay, um, that creates a great opportunity to get repairs done that you may not currently have the cash on hand to complete and using the equity in your home whether it's future forecast equity or current equity in a 30-year mortgage you're going to be paying a fraction the percentage you're going to be paying probably to a manufacturer or a distributor for that third party uh, interest rate i would guess that it's going to be the rate would i guess is going to be about half may even be a third so it's a great opportunity but let's talk to the uh, moms and dads out there, the grandparents, the aunts and the uncles that have that child paying sixteen, dollars $1,800 a month in an apartment right now. How can we get their attention? How can we wake them up? What does that rent payer need to have on hand to convert that $1,500, $1,800 a month rent payment into an investment of a mortgage? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think is talking about, you know, monthly payment comfortability and cash to close. You know, do they have funds saved for a down payment? Where might that be coming from if they're not there yet putting together a goal? Uh, and if they're serious about it and we have a timeline in the near future, I, I would certainly say let's start an application and run credit just to see that, you know, sometimes people who have been renting and don't have a lot of credit developed yet need a little help getting there just to be eligible for loans. So we've got options for that too in planning to improve credit, put together the savings plan uh, 
and really get someone into the best position possible to buy a home. So it's never too early to start that conversation. Boy, it, it, it's never too early. I mean, if 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 I knew someone, and I, I do, but if I, if, I, if I knew people that were paying $1,500, $1,800 a month in rent, what size mortgage would that take care of? Gosh, that's a loaded question. Is it depends on how much someone well, is putting look, down. Let's what say loan let's and... say no down. Let's say zero down. What if I'm pumping fifteen hundred dollars a month at today's rate? That's what size mortgage? Well, let me get out my mortgage. <laughs> I mean, it's tough right now. The market's a little different. Rates are a little higher. So I'm I'm. We'd probably be looking if you're trying to stay around fifteen hundred a month yeah. with not a big down payment. You're going to yeah. have mortgage insurance, right? yeah. taxes, and uh, in, in insurance yeah. are going to be escrowed. You're probably looking at it like a townhome or a condo yeah. yes. in a lower price range. I mean, I would say probably between like two and two fifty. That, that's, yeah. that's exactly where I was. I mean, you can take that and put it into what could be a starter home, or it become. Uh, a rental home in your investment portfolio over your over your growing career, and I mean, and you've got something to show for it. Absolutely, I mean, whether you sell when they're ready to sell two, three years down yeah, the line, that's right. or you keep it and convert it to a rental, and then you're on to your next one. You know, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, and <laughs> how many places that I I put my own credit up, lived in, and then brought my friends in to rent out rooms. It's like, why would I not do 3.5% down, figure out how to buy a house, still rent out the rooms to my friend, and then be building equity? My price would be cheaper. You know, like, it's so all just those, like, So all those younger selves out there that might be listening or for all the aunts, uncles, parents, or grandparents that like that younger self to listen, who would they call? Give us a call. They'll, okay. talk, they'll talk to Tamara. You know, uh, they can bump into me on the that, street. But. And that number. Let's, let's get some of these renters into a mortgage investment. Yeah, What's it's the called number? Tamara and Rind, Team Try at Fairway Mortgage at 602-899-9828. Are adjustable mortgages popular? Adjustable rate mortgages? Yeah, yeah. That's how I got my first starter home. I, I took a chance. Actually, the rates, uh, for about four or five years, they barely moved. So I was lucky. But I'm just curious to see if adjustables are still popular or still feasible. Yeah, we yeah we still do adjustable rate mortgages. I, uh, are they popular? It just depends on each person's needs. You know, we've got all sorts of creative options now. We have uh, what's called a temporary buy down too, where someone can temporarily buy the rate down, um, whether it come from a seller credit or someone's own personal savings. Uh, buys the rate down two percent the first year and one percent the second year before returning back to the full note rate. And by that time, you know, we're hoping that that opens up more refinance options but certainly they have to qualify at the full note rate there's nothing weird going on there um but yeah i mean to answer your question arms it's still a popular loan for sure it just depends on on uh lots of things you know if we're looking at a 5-1 or a 7-1 arm fixed for the first five or seven years i, I want to know how how long someone's planning on being in the home for you know when is that rate going to start fluctuating and are they comfortable with that payment and, you know what does their future look like at their at their job are they looking at any increases you know there's there's all sorts of things that um, that I would be asking in, in looking at those programs, but we do offer them, and they yes, they're still still popular. And for that first time home buyer, disregarding down payment, what they've got saved up, is there a magic line in the sand that the credit line we need you above this number? Is there is there is there a number they need to be looking at for a credit score? For a credit score, so it's different for each program. Um, 
Gosh, I would say for for government loans, VA, FHA, ideally above 620 for the best terms and pricing. For conventional, we usually want to see someone above a 700. I think I think that's good information to get out there for people to start checking, you know. And if they've been paying rent on time and haven't got runaway credit card debt, they're probably easily in that range. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have clients that are at a 699 and it makes more sense for them to be in a conventional loan. If we've got one point, I mean, even if it's more than that, but if we know we can bump them. So credit, uh, the way pricing works is it, it runs in 20 point increments and, and whatever bracket you fall into is, is um, you know, a, a, what your pricing and some of your terms are based off of. So if we've got someone in the bracket between 680 and 699, but we want them in a 700 to 719, we'll usually give them a plan in what to do. Maybe they pay down a credit card. Maybe they open a small credit card to build some credit. There's all sorts of things that we can do. And so that's part of the reason why we want to talk to people early too. And what do you advise people to use for credit? Like there's all kinds of different online things where they can give you your quote credit score, but Every lender I've ever talked Credit to, are always like, you know, they, they all have their different preferences. Yeah, in mortgage company uses we use a different algorithm than online platforms like Credit Karma. Those those online platforms are a great way to monitor what's going on with your credit. If there's any updates to balances, new collections posted, things like that, not a great indicator of score. Our score for mortgages is is totally different. You know, sometimes people will reach out, I call it uh, the, the fluffy credit score. They'll be <laughs> like, "Oh, I got a 780," and then we pull for mortgage and it's in the 600s. You know, it, it's really it doesn't translate very well. So really the best way to know where you're at for coughing for a mortgage is to call us. Now, I can get a construction loan when I'm building a house and be my own general. Could I be my own general on a renovation loan? No. That's the easiest way to say it. There's no self-help with this. Um, obviously, if we're giving money to a contractor and you're doing it yourself, we want the job to be done right, want it to be done well. And if you're being your own super and you're here working all day, are you going to go home and give 100% to like whatever project that you're doing and, and have it done in a timely manner? Because that's something too, like these things have to be done within a certain time frame. So there is no self-help. Which is a great point to make when when considering these so in that case if you were looking to do it yourself you might look at a different type like a home equity line of credit or mm, cash out refinance and, exactly and in those applications you know there, there's different options depending on how you're trying to get the work done on your home for sure yeah, yeah i mean Definitely with a HELOC or cash out and you have access to those funds directly, you can do whatever you want with them. With the renovation loan, it is a little more structured, but it does allow for more budget. So if you were to go into a bank and ask for a home equity line, they typically only let you take out up to 80% LTV loan to value on your home uh, because so you're taking cash out. A $100,000 house, I can get 80000 for the renovations. 
uh, yes, you have to keep a 20% equity position in your home. So with a renovation loan, it's not considered a cash out because we're putting it directly back into the home. It's considered a, a, a rate and term or a non-cash out. And so we have uh, less strict loan to value LTV. We can go up to a 95% on conventional loans, uh, which is definitely a lot different. It may open up a budget in general for someone or increase their budget for, for the upgrades they're wanting to do. So in a renovation loan type, it's based off the estimated value when it's done. So that increases the budget to get the job done the way you want it done. Or That's exactly right. And it's both. Yep. So we can go up to the 95 and it's based off the after improved value. So so, yeah. Instead of what your mortgage room. is worth now, you know, some people might go in and not even have access to money, but then you sit there and go, well, what's it going to be worth after this? And then you're lending up to 95% LT for conventional FHA, it's 97.75 of 110% of the after-improved value. So it gives you even more money sometimes if it's an FHA loan. But again, we'll just kind of review when they call in to see if it makes sense. But tons of options sometimes when you think, like, I don't have access to money. I've been living here for, you know, a few years. I should have more money, right? So it's nice. And how would people get in touch with you all? I mean, easiest way, I mean, on the weekends, um, I would say text is easiest because okay. uh, okay. it disperses to our team. And it's that same number, 602-899-9828. You know, somebody will always get back to them. Uh, and then same number when you call throughout the week, you'll get either myself or Tamara, 602-899-9828. In my mind... Uh and I've been through a lot of highs, and I've been through a lot of lows. I've seen the housing booms. I've seen the housing bust. Homeownership is the first rung of the ladder climbing that American dream. Mm-hmm. Get in. Get in to that first home. It's going to be the start of a, a, a lifelong of a state and asset building. Yeah. I, I you can't win unless yeah. you're in the game, right? I, well, that's a great way to put it. I mean, and and the 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 the, the renters, and I know some people are are stuck there, but I don't think a lot of renters have really looked at what their rent could buy them in an asset. And I know there are people that don't want the headache, they don't want the lawn to mow, they don't want the air conditioning filter to change, they don't. But boy, if you're looking for considerable more privacy <laughs> uh, and the start of an investment. Gosh, I couldn't encourage y'all more. Take a look at what your current rent payment could get you in a home. Please, from as a favor to me, just please look at it, all right? And again, they'd call what number? Uh, 602-899-9828. And what's the website? It is Team Try, so T-E-A-M-T-R-Y. Homeloans.com. And when you were talking about, uh, you know, not knowing what you may or may not have or access to, and you, you know, if you have been in that house and it hasn't been upkeeped, uh, but you like the location and it's time, you know, something just needs to get done on it. Uh, great way to look at it and, and bring it up to, you know, the, the neighborhood value of the home. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, uh, I, I mean, I like to put it to that show, if everybody's seen it on HGTV, love it or list it, right? You have one person that wants to stay and one person that wants to go. 
try stay, see what it's worth, see what you can get, you know, in the house. Ryan and Tamara Jacobus, thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. And uh, Renovation Loan, if you're trying to find ways to upkeep and maintain your home, castle, or cabin, just one more option that you as the homeowners have. Thanks for having us.